Morning, Udo. <laughs> good to talk to you. Man. Good, good to have you on. Um, firstly, has Botswana begun implementing it just yet? Enough for us to gauge what impact it's had. They are implementing, Udo. Remember, this is the Act of 2019, and the only restriction, of course, well, the only limitation would be the the COVID-19 pandemic because what it has done, as you know, it has forced supply, it has disrupted supply chains. Mm. So even if they had wanted to implement it in certain areas, they might find where they would have expected to see Botswana doing their business, they will be running short of supplies here and there. You, you have seen how many industries have suffered that break in, in supply chains. But remember, there are already foreign nationals who are running this, especially some from Zimbabwe, who, among others, would have left South Africa when the wave of attacks on foreign nationals, African foreign nationals, was, was taking place. Some of them moved into, into Botswana. There are many Zimbabwe nationals in Botswana, but they dominate the professional services. I did, I did spend some time in the accounting and, and professional services, professional profes- industry, and you, you find lots of Zimbabweans in Namibia yeah. and in Botswana because of what as we know has been happening in Zimbabwe. But they are implementing it. it. It's a question of, you know, when you move one thing out of position, you've got to be replacing it with another. Mm. So I'm sure that the implementation will be helped by Botswana themselves acting on this and taking advantage. So it will be enforced by the entity of Botswana entrepreneurs moving in and making it a necessity. How, how many other countries, and, and the one from a decade ago in Zimbabwe itself, uh, it's in, yes. indigenization laws. And it's ironic that we're talking about the, shall we call it, diaspora of Zimbabweans, the displacement of Zimbabweans into other countries, where, yes. when their country themselves implemented this law of 51% ownership for locals. They did. And they, in Zimbabwe, they had selected, I remember, you had to have 51% ownership by natives indigenous Zimbabweans, but they had emphasized sectors like mining, mm. especially they had strategic resources or commodities that they had singled out. I remember that platinum was one of them, diamonds was one of them. I can't remember the third commodity, but they did that. And in the end, they ended up reversing it because mm. you, you, you look for, for capital, but it was slightly different because the reversal was due to the inability of the large corporations of Zimbabwe to raise capital without bringing in foreign ownership. And when you bring a foreign owner of your business, often they like to say, at least for the duration of the time they would have lent you money or they would have invested capital, they want to have control. And otherwise being able to make decisions. And that comes with ownership of 50% mm. plus one share, which gives them the majority. So they had done that. Botswana, Nigeria had some indigenization. They were talking about the petroleum industry a few years ago because mm. they wanted the marketing and distribution to be in the hands of Nigerians. And it seems to have paid off because as we speak, Aliko Dangote, the richest man in Africa, is, is building the largest refinery of its kind mm. in the world, effectively. And, but, but it's about selection. And let's not even kid ourselves. The, the queen, the, the monarch in England, for England, for the UK to become the capital of midway, yeah, yeah. you know, Pringle of Scotland, Coxmoor, <laughs> you know, all these kinds of midway, is because the, the monarchy had decided to ban the export of raw wool. 
and enforce a law that said if you are, I think they were saying if you are a male of six years and you're not royalty yeah. and above, yeah. you had to wear knitwear, a hat, which was which was made yeah. and woven in that in that kingdom. The the Korean South Koreans for them to develop the likes of Samsung and 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 what is the car we have Kia and 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 Hyundai and all of those. They, yeah, they they declared certain commodities a no go area okay. for foreign nationals, that- but they also banned the exporting of certain raw materials or commodities to ensure that they do the industrial development. So different countries of the world, not just in Africa, have done this. They all will, the only limitation being, are you able to raise that local capacity? Ah. If you are able to raise it, you become a South Korea, you become the UK in knitwear. If you don't manage to raise it, you become a Zimbabwe, you end up going back anyway and getting foreigners owning the, the sector. Uh, having said that, I, I'm curious what your thoughts are in terms of how, and, and, and to me it seems like government, it, it, it's almost unavoidable in South Africa to have more focused legislation on this in South Africa. But, but I, as I read the room, I get the sense that because it's populist, the first thing government's going to do is say, township economy, let's ring fence that for locals. Yeah, eventually you've seen what happens. We, it's inevitable in the sense that when you import skills. I don't know of any country in the world that will allow you to import skills that are available locally and and do well. Saudi Arabia, the UK, you know South African nurses have gone into the UK, into the Middle East, because they don't have enough nurses. The US and lots of other countries are paying the highest, among the highest for teachers, because they don't have enough teachers. And those areas are dominated by foreign nationals. In South Africa, we have just been shy to be realistic when we deal with economic matters, but it's inevitable. We're going to have to do that, or it will be the law of the jungle, and then you see what happened when people decide, and sometimes erroneously, Mm. that their economic misfortunes are tied to foreign nationals, and they act in extrajudicial manners. And then that is the problem. But it's inevitable that you have to select that. Either you say, if you are a foreign national in this area, we give you a certain time to transfer skills to locals and exit, or you just make it almost impossible for anybody to do that. But the economy will always, demand and supply will always rule in the end. Victor Komotswana, always a pleasure picking your brain. I just wanted, before you go, I just want to know, have you made the migration yet to our NBA offering on SABC1? Uh, hey, hey, don't well, answer. I, I Just do. Just now do. I don't have time to watch sport, but I will be making that news sure, because you, do you that. know me and basketball. You do that. It's my religion. So Amen. Amen. Victor Khobotswana, thank you very much for your time. Executive Director for Marketing and Communications at the University of Limpopo.